When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, Oilers fans. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. Here on the Hockey Podcast Network, my name's Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. Before we get going, just a quick shout-out to our sponsor, DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN. Of course, in the sporting world right now, I think it's the busiest time of the year. You've got the NHL, of course. NBA will be here in no time. The NFL, Major League Baseball playoffs rolling on. You've got the UFC. There's PGA. There's a whole lot you can do with daily fantasy sports at DraftKings. So check it out. Sign up and use promo code THPN when you do so. We've got a great show coming up for you today here on the Other Connor Podcast. I'll be joined by Hernan Salas. He's of TSN 1260. He's got the Locked On Oilers podcast, two guys and a goalie. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Hernan Demand. Latino Heat himself will join us later on in the show to break down the Oilers 3-2 shootout win over the Vancouver Canucks on a Wednesday night and talk about the opponents on Saturday, the Calgary Flames. And let's talk about the win first. We'll get to Hernan in a minute here. He's always fired up, and we'll get him on right away. But the Edmonton Oilers on a Wednesday knocking off the Vancouver Canucks 3-2. to It was kind of an up-and-down game for the Oilers, maybe a little bit of a slow start. Uh, they do get the first goal in the game. Yessi Pogliarvi, goal number one on the year, right out in front of the net, showcasing some of those quick hands that we know he has that probably make him a guy who can play net front on the Oilers power play. Darnell Nurse, Connor McDavid picking up the helpers on that one. Second goal for the Oilers comes from Zach Hyman. His first, obviously, dry settle and McDavid get the assist there on the power play. Nice tic-tac-toe goal. You'll probably see a lot of that from the Oilers power play on the season. In the third period, it fell off just a little bit. Oliver Ekman Larson scores a power play goal for the Canucks to make it a 2-1 game. And then Quinn Hughes a shot that looked a little bit harmless, kind of a bad angle, gets past Mike Smith. He admitted after the game he just lost it. Obviously, unfortunate, he wants it back, but uh, those things are going to happen every once in a while in the NHL. That's why they say you always got to put pucks on net. Quinn Hughes does so. He tied that game up at two apiece. They did go to overtime, some back-and-forth action in overtime. As always, it's a lot of fun, but that would result in uh, nothing. They'd go to a shootout. Leon Dreisaitl and Pedersen both uh, get saved. Connor McDavid, JT Miller, same thing. Tyson Berry and Connor Garland both missing. Nugent Hopkins would score, but Bo Horvat would as well. And then 
who we all knew would come through in the clutch. Kyle Turris scores for the Oilers, and after that, Tanner Pearson would miss. The Oilers escape with a 3-2 shootout victory. They don't ask how. They ask how many. The Oilers one for one on the year. Uh, going back to Zach Hyman, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal out there and, and showing that he could play with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and be an efficient second line. And, you know, if they can do that all year, that's great for the Oilers' top line. McDavid and Drysaddle can play together. I'm sure at times this year when there's tougher matchups, uh, teams that have a little more depth down the middle will get McDavid and Drysaddle on their own lines. But Zach Hyman, what an addition by Ken Holland so far. And it seems like that's a guy that's just going to be able to maintain that level of play. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. For the Oilers, another one for me that stood out, number 37, Warren Fogle, obviously brought in by Ken Holland is sending Ethan Bear back to Carolina. But I really liked Warren Fogle. I thought, you know, he can play a physical game. He plays up tempo and gives the Oilers a for sure third line player, not someone who we think might drop down to the fourth line. I think he's a third liner with the potential, if need be, to hop up in that top six. So really liked his game. Uh, Tyson Berry hit and miss, maybe in overtime. Uh, got walked a couple of times by Pedersen. Darnell Nurse playing 32 minutes out there. The guy's an animal. He's an absolute freak. He's going to be doing good things this year. Cody Ceci and Duncan Keith, I thought, weren't too bad. Uh, Duncan Keith taking a big hit from Tyler Myers and uh, got a little cut open from that one. Really good to see Colton Sevier go over there, defend his fallen teammate, but uh, maybe got to pick your spots a little bit better. Tyler Meyer, six foot eight, he's got that that reach advantage. But good to see Oilers uh, defending their teammates. That's always a good sign. And uh, Evan Bouchard, I mean, got a little power play time, not much, but I'd like to see him get a little bit more. He was cool, calm, and collected out there. He's got a knack for getting the puck on the net. I'd really like to see him on uh, special teams just a little bit more on the power play on the PK. He got six minutes. Good player. I mean, he's going to be someone that's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year, next year, and the rest of his time with the Edmonton Oilers. And now the Oilers turn their attention to the Calgary Flames on Saturday night. It'll be an 8 o'clock puck drop, and uh, if you need some pregame coverage, Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, and myself will have you covered on TSN 1260 starting at 6.30 on Saturday. But let's talk a little bit more about the Oilers game on Wednesday night. We now bring in Hernan Salas of TSN 1260, the Locked on Oilers podcast. He's on two guys and a goalie with Dustin Nielsen, Matt Cassian, and Walker. Engage. Give him a follow on Twitter at Hernan Demand. Hernan, thanks a lot for doing this today. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. It's been uh, it's it's been a short week, but a crazy week. So. It, it it really has been. Things are a uh, full swing in the NHL now. Of course, the Oilers coming off the big shootout victory over the Vancouver Canucks on Wednesday night, and uh, we'll talk about that. But first things first. Thursday morning on TSN 1260, you were the hot take champion. I, I didn't listen to it yet. I'm going to, but I. I guess you must have really brought it. Well, I don't know if you know it's it's um I'm taking hot takes from the listeners. So I'm the voice of the people. Yeah. So the rule is that me and Low Tide have to combine or bring one and then the other four have to be from the listeners. So today it was four from the listeners, one from me and we won. So But you chose the ones from the listeners, correct? Yeah, I got a bunch of people DMing me, so I picked the I, I picked the ones that I thought would do the best today, yeah. and then yeah, it's something we're gonna see if this works going forward. What was the best one? Who brought it? it I think Dusty brought the best one. It was about Josh Archibald and two shots and something <laughs> like. That. I can't remember exactly, but um, I mean, those guys, him and Eric, are so damn creative. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really want to do it to be honest, because like I'm just not good at hot takes. Like I'm more in the moment, like. And uh so then they came up with, like, why don't I just be the voice of the people? Because people always want to get involved in these things. So, yeah. 
Um, we came up with that, so it's so far so good, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't listen to TSN 1260, the morning show does hot takes, and it started off as hot takes, and I feel like at a certain point it got into like just insults with people, and almost became like a roast. But a roast is hot, and that's a take. So, and then you know what? Because <laughs> I got one. Um, yeah, I got a few sent to me, and and they weren't like they were just funny. I mean, and I I'm not big on insulting people. Yeah, making people feel bad. I like you said. I think that's more of a roast than a hot take. Like, yeah, a hot take's a hot take. So, um, it is what it is. Though I had fun. I was a little nervous to start, even though the I had the takes set up by other people, but it was <laughs> fun, man. So if you have one this week, just shoot it my way. Yeah, you know the ones I have are like more like roast, and they would not be good for AM radio in the yeah. morning. But it's always fun. Uh, Tyler Yaremchuk uh, with Daily Faceoff. Now he used to absolutely kill it. I used to love listening to him. He was really good. He was good. Strutty went on once, uh, and like he basically just roasted everybody. That that's all all he did, and he won. So uh, it's a great segment on TSN twelve sixty on the Nielsen Show. Um, so I, I had to bring that up because I, I saw you carrying the mitt, the people's mitt yeah, today. I, so um, <laughs> get that out of the way. Uh, Hernan, one thing before we get to the actual game, and I, I know Jason Greger tweeted it out uh, yesterday just regarding the, the pregame. And I think on Tuesday night we were all spoiled with the Seattle Kraken yeah. and what they did uh, in Vegas. Sorry, it was the Vegas Golden Knights home crowd that actually did it. Like They put on a show having the Kraken come out of the ice and then the Vegas Golden Knight comes out and you know, lights it on fire and it yeah. sinks beneath. Like Vegas does things totally different, and and that's something we've seen basically against every opponent that they have. I'm sure they had a lot of time to work on this one for the Kraken. The Edmonton Oilers, Gregor said it kind of disappointing considering you haven't had fans there for 19 months. Yeah. You were there. What happened? What was the pregame like? How did well, how did it fail so bad? And just seeing, you know, like oh, you better be in your seats early. This is going to be great. <laughs> and and listen, like I hate to disrespect people that work and set this up, and the people that were a part of it. Like it's yeah. nothing against Tony Brar. I think he's a good dude. He does a great job for the Edmonton Oilers. But to bring him out in the middle of the ice and kind of give you a a speech or whatever it was, and then you go into a video that really wasn't captivating. I I think they missed the boat. Now, I mean, it it is what it is, but like, I I feel like you could have you have one of the best arenas mm-hmm. in the league, and state of the art stuff. Like they can do what Vegas does, yeah. And they chose not to. Like like, I don't know, man. Just a guy standing in the middle of the ice talking to the fans and walking them back, and then going to a video that wasn't even really good. Yeah, like we all kind of started talking because we were like, really, this is the after, I mean, the last home game, 2020, March 11th, and this is what they come up with. Yeah. And now, I don't, we don't know budget cuts. I have no idea. But it was very, very underwhelming, Connor. And again, no disrespect, but uh, they could have done a lot better. <laughs> it's just, it's, it sucks when they like they make a point to go and say, be there at 755. Like, you're probably thinking, okay, I don't want to miss this. Yeah, I was just like... Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people shared that. I think a lot of the goal song's not very good. I don't even What was know. the goal song? It's like a old techno or dance song and <laughs> Yeah. Now, kudos to them. They pick La Bomba for their win song, which is awesome. As it should be. As it should be. Yeah, but I feel like they're just missing and even in like I remember at one point in the first period, uh it's kind of dead in there, like after the the, the initial buzz wore off and and Tommy's like, yeah, this is not a good time to play Def Leppard. Like, 
<laughs> was it pour some sugar on me? No, it was. An, I can't remember the song title. But that doesn't get anyone pumped. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh man, it's just I don't know, man. It's I'll like, be honest. It's like after the the opposing team scores and they play CeeLo, "Forget You." Yeah. Or uh, uh, there's like a Tom Petty one. I think they always play. It, it's, like it's just get it. There's got to be more creativity, man. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I, I went to an Oilers game, well, you know, the last time we could with a, as a fan, went with my girlfriend. We, yeah. you know, we had a good time. The atmosphere was fun. I, for the most part, you're there to watch hockey, right? But I just compare that to an Oil Kings game. And I, I don't know what it is, but it's like upbeat music the whole game. And maybe it's just the little yeah. kids that are going crazy because they're having cotton candy and, you know, they all have sugar highs, but they're dancing the whole time. It's, it's an upbeat mood. And, you know, the Oilers wasn't really there. It was almost kind of like, you're here to watch Connor McDavid. Enjoy this. This is what you get. And not that that's not what you want, but, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think mixing in a little Def Leppard at a slow point in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't get the people going, It's right? like maybe there's just a playlist that they have. And it's like, well, you know, if this coincidentally lands on a, uh, right after a goal, Def Leppard will be great. But if it's at a low point in the game, we're not going to be winning over anyone with it. Because it was... um. Last year when there was no one there, I think that Johnny guy was was playing the music and he was really good. Johnny out. Infamous, yeah. yeah. So I don't think some of the songs he played when it was just media there he could play now, but it was still a beat, man. Like you felt good. You wanted to get up and be like, Whoa, I'm feeling this game right now. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I wasn't the best experience there, but it was just nice to see the fans again, though. Yeah, well, Johnny Infamous does have a uh, podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network between whistles. I had him on to talk about like what it's like to be an in-house DJ, especially the awkward time that it was with no fans being there. And he's like, yeah, you know, it was different, but like, you know, you still have the same kind of fundamentals. Like something bad happens, you want to yeah. adapt with the music and. More so with the fans there. He's taking requests and things like that. But uh, I highly recommend you check out Between Whistles. It's on the Hockey Podcast Network. Johnny Infamous, who's, I believe, out in Kelowna now. Nice. Um, nice little change for him. Yeah, no doubt. To Kelowna. Now, let's talk about the game, Hernan. And uh, on your podcast, Locked on Oilers, yesterday, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I predicted Jesse Pugliarmi would score the first goal of the uh, the season for the Oilers. He does so on the power play. Or sorry, not on the power play, but in front where he might stand on the power play. Showed yeah. some quick hands. Um, what are you expecting out of Jesse Pugliarvi this year? Because I thought he was great last night. Had scoring chances, uh, looked okay off the rush. Like I know some people have been very high on him. Some might say even 25, 30 goal score this year. What do you think you can get out of the big Finn? Sky's a limit, I think, for this kid. He's only getting bigger. He played really well last night. I, I, I mean, 20 goals is that, that's not even unrealistic for me anymore. Um, he's getting some good looks on the power play. I just, I've been really impressed and I, and I give credit to Tippett and Kenny Holland for reaching out for him again and saying, Hey, come back here. We got, we got a plan and, and let's see what you can do and find your game. And now he's turning into that guy mm-hmm. that when he was drafted, I remember Dino was doing the draft show and he was floored <laughs> when the Blue Jackets took, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois. And then we were all like, here in Edmonton, we're like, holy crap, we're getting Jesse Pugliarvi because he was so good on that Finnish team yeah. with Ajo and, and Patrick Liney. And, uh, I think he's turning into that player right now. And, uh, I mean, sky's the limit. I'm, I'm not saying that the limit of Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, but this guy, can can be a twenty goal scorer consistently. He's a big body, and when he uses, when he learns how to use that body, because mm-hmm. I feel, I still feel like he doesn't know. Yeah, and you saw it yesterday, and I, I know Dusty brought it up too, where like when he scored, and he could have hugged the whole group. Like that's how big <laughs> he is, man. Like it's, I'm just very happy for him. And another side note, 
they're introducing all the players. Jesse Jesse was right up there with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl for the loudest roar. Yeah. Like they people love this guy. There's something about him. Like it's infectious. He's just a likable kid. I, mean, I say kid. He's 23 years old. But like you said, that frame that he has, six foot four. I don't know what it, what the the build is like, but man, if he adds 20 pounds or something like that, and learns how to use his strength. I know there was times last year in kind of scrums where he'd come in and yeah, he might not be the most physically imposing guy, you know, from what he can do. Yeah. But people react like, oh Jesus, this guy's actually quite big. He puts his hand on me and moves me. Like he's he's got some strength there. And you know, we heard the stories of him taking boxing lessons in the off season. Yeah. You know, trying to work on that. And not that he's necessarily going to use it, but um just, I think there's a lot to like about him. Obviously, the Bison King, as some people have called him. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. I, I thought that was one of the, the Bison King. Yeah. They call him the he's Bison. He's great, man. Uh, he's a lot of fun. Uh, someone who was new to the Oilers squad, but geez, looked really good. Zach Hyman, he had the tapping on the power play. A uh, nice tic-tac-toe play for McDavid and Dreisaitl. But outside of that, I, I thought he was flying around out there making smart plays and you know, there was a lot talked about the versatility that he has, um, yeah. be able to play with superstars, but even dropping him down, and, and I don't think he's carrying that line, but playing with Nuge, I thought that was a nice second line. You know, it was for the first time we saw when Leon and, and McDavid are together, Connor, that uh, you had backup. Yeah. Because that line played well. Uh, Yamamoto had a breakaway. They had some good opportunities. The third line was good. The fourth line didn't play a lot, and a lot of that had to do with special teams and just how close the game was. I think they'll get more ice time as we as we move on here. But, yeah, I mean, like Zach Hyman, and we were talking about it on the two guys today, like he's brought an element to this team that we haven't seen in a while. Like I, I, I truly can remember a player like this, maybe Smitty, but he's direct. He goes right to the net, man. He knows that's the most important part of the ice. That's where you're going to win games. And he goes there and he's not scared. 50-50 battles. He works his butt off. He's he's on the PK with Newage. He's on the first unit power play. He does everything right. And listen, I was I was I wasn't too I liked the player. Yeah. I wasn't keen on the term, but I think my tune is changing a bit because this guy can bring this for three, four years. Those later years, who cares? Yeah. But if you can win the cup in those years, you're going to be happy. And another guy, it's like Fogel. He's just like a a slightly poorer version of Hyman, right? It doesn't have the finish maybe, or he's not used to playing with the top-end guys. But both those guys, outstanding. And I think Kenny Holland knew what kind of players he, want, mm-hmm. he brought. Because Hyman was not... I mean, it was popular here, but a lot of people were like, that's too much term or money. Bear going to, for Fogel, but I think Oiler friends are going to love these two guys. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943. So I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sports. 
Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. I'll ask you one more question just about Zach Hyman, and we'll get to Fogel, because I, I saw 37 popping out a bunch of times yeah. uh, flying in there first man in. But that, that attitude that Zach Hyman has, like you said, knowing where to go, heading to the net, do you think that can be infectious? And something that you know a guy like Fogel or Yamamoto or Jesse Pugliarvi, like can start to say, like, oh, okay, this guy, very uh, late draft pick, but knows what to do. Like we have this skill set, but if we add that element to our game, holy cow, maybe maybe we can take that next step. Yeah, and that, and that's the big thing here. It's just depth, and it's it's. And Dave Tippett said it yesterday in his post game. When you work your when you work your butt off, you, you can ha- swear if you want. Okay, okay, we have an E on this podcast. Uh, I, I don't feel like we never really deserve it. So if you want to swear, go ahead. When you work your ass off, and you and it's accompanied by skill. Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for success. When you have the skill and you don't want to put in the work, we've seen that, Connor. How many times skilled guys that are just like, yeah, I'm going to stay on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So it's huge, man. It's huge. I And hell, throw Derek Ryan in there. He's small, but he's he's mucks it up, man. I feel like, you know, when you have that skill, and like you said, we've seen it in the past. I don't, I don't know if we want to name names, but uh, there's been a lot of skilled Oilers players that come into town that haven't really worked out. You see someone like Derek Ryan. You see someone like Zach yeah. Ryan. Like Derek Ryan, the route he took to get to the NHL is about as long as possible. You know, yeah. going, uh, playing in the dub and then going to the University of Alberta. It's well documented. Going to Europe, coming back across and just slowly working your way up. Like, okay, this guy knows how to play in the NHL. He's worked on it. If I'm a player like Kyrie Yamamoto, they're from the same area. It's like, I gotta add some of those elements to my game because if I do that, Geez, why can't I be, you know, a, a guy in this league who who can continually progress yeah. and make plays and get better? And um, yeah, I I love those kinds of signings that and then the moves that Ken Holland made in this offseason. Like th- this is an NHL lineup. All these guys are NHLers, and it looks like we're we're one game in. Things could change, but there's not really a line that's going to be out there and uh, be totally overwhelmed all the time. Like they know what they're going to do. Maybe maybe McLeod at times. I think Low Tight said it. It's the first time the orders. I don't know if up front because Bouchard's not considered a rookie, is he? No, don't think so. No. Okay, so it's the first time the Oilers probably in years have have had a lineup without a rookie in it. Well, was McLeod a rookie still? Oh, I guess so. But I mean, but this he, was before yesterday's game yeah. in the Shore News. So I'm trying to think of last year. Was there a rookie in the starting lineup? Maybe not. I don't think so. I mean, there was a lot of question marks in the starting lineup last year with Bear and Caleb Jones. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto would have been a question mark last year, coming off the little bit of a hot streak that he had. Yesi Puliyarvi coming back to the NHL would have been a question mark. Yeah, but... I, I got to look it up now because it's going to bug me, Connor. <laughs> like, because me and Lotai were like, yeah, yeah, you know, and then I'm like, well, maybe we were wrong. No, yeah, you're right. No, because... um Ken Holland changed that. Yeah. When Ken Holland came in here, he started adding players who, and, and I think a little bit, we also saw Peter Chiarelli do that, bringing in guys who, uh, maybe not superstars, but they're NHL players. And when Ken Holland came here, I remember Craig Button saying it, he's not going to rush anyone to the NHL. You will not get to the NHL until you're ready. And we kind of thought, geez, like maybe, maybe we're done seeing teenagers on this Oilers lineup. And, Unless it's going to be a, a spectacular Scratch that case. then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, they're not rookies, but they're players who are ready to play in the NHL. And I 
I, I think that's awesome. Like I remember even doing on this podcast last January. That's when I started it and saying, you know, don't expect to see Dylan Holloway in the NHL yeah. for another couple of years here. And I know obviously playing with Wisconsin and at the, the world juniors, he's, he might be pushing himself into that conversation. We'll see what he does, does when he gets healthy in Bakersfield. But I mean, that that's a really good sign for a, a franchise our, that for years was like, this guy's 19. Let's see what he can do. Our most veteran lineup, I think, is what – maybe I misquoted him, but our most veteran lineup maybe because outside of Bouchard – and I'll leave McLeod because this is before, like I said, we knew McLeod was playing. So, yeah, you had all guys that have spent time in the NHL. Yeah. Like there wasn't a first-year guy, right? So, And you saw McLeod yesterday. He took a bad penalty – didn't really notice him. He and he's a guy I think right now needs to go to the AHL. I think he's just lost a bit of that confidence. Yeah. So um, we'll see. It's funny how the arc changes with a guy like McLeod. Like you, you get there in those first, you know, five ten games. You just want to see him kind of fly around there, and people yeah. like him. And then after that, it's like, hey, if you're going to maintain this NHL level, you got to start to do something. That- Separates you from the rest, right? You've gotta, you've gotta do something, whether it's scoring goals or. You gotta make an impact. Yeah, exactly. And drawing penalties even. It, it doesn't have to be that. Gaining momentum, winning battles. And yeah, I mean, I think that the cloud is still super young. Like we're still kind of, you know, might be both there a little bit earlier than I think some people expect yeah. him to. 22 years old. If he went down to the, uh, the Bakersfield Condors for a year and, had a bit of a heavier workload. I don't think anybody would be too upset by that. But you're right. With with Devin Shore in the lineup, I mean, you just know what you're going to get out of guys throughout the lineup. Uh, Hernan, looking at the blue line here, and uh, I'll just start with Duncan Keith. Obviously, he took that huge hit from Tyler Myers. Uh, good <laughs> yeah. of Colton Seaver to jump in there. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Myers, love him or hate him, the guy's an absolute animal. Like, that's not the first guy I'd try to fight. So good on Seaver for doing so. But what did you make of Duncan Keith in his regular season debut for the Oilers? I mean, an ideal start. I thought he was solid. Uh, he went off for repairs after a clean hit. Yeah. Uh, but he could. He killed penalties with CC. Uh, there's a couple times he made some nice passes, some nice outlet passes. He was around 15, 16 minutes, Connor, and, uh, probably a little bit more because he did miss some time getting repairs. Um, but I think that's where you want him. Anywhere from that 15 to maybe 18 range. He's not going to play on the power play. He's going to kill penalties and, as long as he's not, uh, you know, bleeding chances and and um, turning pucks over, I think he'll be fine. So, I think first impression good. I'm not going to sit here and say it was great. Yeah, but good. And I thought CC was good as well. Uh, did I, I? I'll be honest. I think the defenseman that struggled the most last night was Tyson Berry. Mm-hmm. I thought he struggled a bit in the defensive coverages. Uh, he turned a puck over late in the third. I thought Elias Patterson. I think. Uh, deke them out twice in overtime and Smith was there to bail him out. So for me, and I like Tyson Berry, this is not a knock on him. I'm just saying I think out of the six guys, he's probably number six yesterday. Uh, Bouchard played well. He was third in ice time. So all in all, Connor, I think that, I think the decor was good last night. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were a little messy in the first period and that's as a team. Uh, they were, uh, kind of running around a lot. So, uh, so far, I guess so good. Can they improve? 100%. So, uh, I think it's a good start for Edmonton. I know here at the inbox today, working on the lowdown, um, earlier today, Tom, uh, Tommy, Connor. Oh, my real name's Thomas. Thomas, that's true. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were negative and, and I just don't get it. Like they won. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. It was a bad goal to tie it. Yep. Uh, some bad penalties and some bad plays, but that's hockey, man. You're never gonna, there's no such thing as a perfect game, man. You so, know, I mean, look at last year, game one. 
Yeah, exactly. It's a train wreck, <laughs> exactly. man. You got the win. Yeah. And, and yet you move on. Uh, and we're upset about it. Like, it's like, no, like, and listen, Cody CC's Cody CC. I don't know what you're expecting. Seriously, Perfection. though. Perfection. That's all. Tyson Berry's Tyson Berry. He's limited when it comes to defense. He's here for offense. Duncan Keith at 38, he's going to give you what he gives you, man. Like, these guys are not Nick Lidstrom. we got to forget about that. Well, I mean, and, and someone who I think that Oilers fans are going to love in the future, Evan Bouchard, uh, 22 minutes, like you said, yeah. amongst blue liners, um, 24 seconds on the power play. To be honest, I want to see him get more, Hernan. Like, I, I know Tyson Berry's got the track kind of with you, man. But that there was that one play they, they kind of showcased on the broadcast where Bouchard patiently just finds a way to get it through. Like, he's the anti-Andre Sekera. Like, he, he gets pucks on net, and whether it's a little hesitation or yeah. delay, he just seems to see that shooting lane. I'd love to see him on the power play. I think you will. I, I think, and, and you see him, you're there live, Connor, you just see kind of the angles he takes to to find mm-hmm. that lane. And it's a special player, and um, I thought he tailed off in the preseason as the games got harder, but first good impression. Young guy, man. He's There's going to be peaks and valleys here, Connor, with this guy, but... He moves a puck. I think. I think he moves a puck in the decor the best. Yeah, and I think he gets his shot through. The, Tyson Berry does a good job as of that as well. But this guy, it's only a matter of time, man. And I mean, don't rush him when he's ready. He's ready, but he's a good second option right now because Tyson Berry is not going to go anywhere. Um, but yeah, Bush is um, good first game, man. For a guy who's kind of labeled as that offensive defenseman. And people talk about his offensive game. Six minutes on the penalty kill. Like that, that's pretty impressive for a guy who's getting his first full season. Like Dave Tippett confident that he can go out there and kill penalties. Did that surprise you at all? No, because we saw it in the preseason. Uh, you knew Barry was going to come out. He's not going to kill penalties unless two of the guys are in the box, right? So, yeah. uh, I, we saw it. So I, I kind of thought that's where they're going to go. And I, he's a big body. He's 6'3. Over 200 pounds, uh, he's just a, a guy that's... And listen, Connor, we haven't really... Like, we've watched him, obviously, but I think the most intriguing part for us was how is he going to play defensively. And and in game one, he was solid, and I think penalty killing is only going to help him in that aspect. And good on the coach for having that confidence in him. And I like that pairing on the PK, Nurse and, and Bush. Now, yeah. can Bush get more physical? Of course, but maybe that's not in his game I and mean, you can't make a guy do that like when it's not doesn't come natural to him so uh so far i mean the pk was 4 for 5 it was a, a weird not a weird goal but you know like i didn't really see it i don't know if it deflected but uh evan bouchard yeah he's he's becoming he's be like a smaller version of darnell nurse where he's doing a little bit of everything but he is right like he's on the pk eventually he's going to get some power play minutes and right now, it, I think it's only a matter of time before he's in the top four. Yeah. Now, that could be two, three, four months next year. I'm in no rush to see him there, but if he's pushing, why not? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I kind of went on in the limited by December he'll be there. I, I hope that Cody Cece holds him off because that means Cody Cece is yeah. good. Um, obviously, if it happens before that, then there's something wrong with that second pairing. So <laughs> if he can hold him off for a year, that'd be outstanding. But yeah. I think the, the development that Bouchard's on right now pretty phenomenal. Uh, Darnell Nurse, uh, we've talked about him a lot in the past on podcasts. 32 minutes of ice time, Hernan. Like, that guy, that that's just all you want. I, I, I don't know. Some people will just dislike him for whatever reason. People have their vendettas. But he looks like he's training into a number one defenseman. Yeah, I mean, 32. Now, over time, he played a lot. So he would probably have been under 30, but still. And and listen, Connor, like, and not every game he's going to be up there. Like, when the Oilers are going to be up in games, four or five goals, you push the minutes back. Yeah. But... I mean, you, you look at Darnell and he's not even breaking a, a, a sweat out there. Like, 
this guy's fit. He's he's become he's becoming more legit and more legit as we move on here. And this is a guy that I always knew the potential was there, and to, up until la- the start of last year, I didn't know if he could ever reach it. But he's he's doing it, man. Because last year he was phenomenal, and so far this year, I mean, did he have some glitches yesterday? Of course, but I think this guy is uh, is legit. Yeah, man. He, that family he comes from, like obviously Kia. Uh, suffering the injury, she's not in the WNBA finals, but her Mercury are go go Phoenix. Uh, cousin Sarah Nurse with Team Canada on the hockey side. His dad played in the CFL. His dad played in the CFL. His mom was a athlete too. I think she was too. His yeah. uncle's Donovan McNabb. Like, they, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> when it I comes to athleticism, that. this family is absolutely loaded. Like they're all freaks. So it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like yeah, I, th- I think he can handle it. I think I think he has that drive being surrounded by everyone. Like they all probably push each other. Like so, Kia. Could potentially be a WNBA champion this year. Darnell Nurse gonna see. Yeah, I want to get that. He's got his cousin Sarah. She's going for gold medals and stuff like that. So it's just, it, it's a pretty cool family story that they have. And uh, I, I hopped on the Mercury bandwagon to start this WNBA season. So just wanted to bring that one up. Uh, Hernan, one thing they need to fix going into Saturday against Calgary. Anything stand out? Um, yeah, a better start mm-hmm. and a better finish. I think in the third period, if you're going into it to nothing, you're going to become one of those better teams, elite teams. You close out that game. You don't take stupid penalties. And and listen, I don't think the Oilers played bad in the third, but I thought they were just being a little too cautious. Yeah. Uh. So no, keep pushing, and uh, I think a better start too. Now both teams started slow, kind of back and forth, but I thought Vancouver was pretty good in this game too. They, I'll give them credit. They played really well. Uh. So I'd like to see a faster start, better start. Just be more engaged and and closing out, man. Like, listen, Mike Smith was excellent last night outside of that goal, and um, it's it's you know it happens, but I like to see him when they're up heading into that third period, lock it down, man, because the Oilers can't continue to, <laughs> you know, giving up these leads and all that. So that's about it. Because I think everything else was pretty good. I mean, I have really nothing to pick at. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say. 2 nothing, Make it 3 nothing. you got so much talent out there. Develop that killer instinct. Don't be scared, right? Yeah, exactly. Go for it. What, before I let you go here, just what do you think of this Calgary Flames team? Because I, I I remember throughout last year, I'd had a couple other beat writers on the podcast, and it was always the same answer. Like, we don't know. We don't know what this team is. And then the offseason, like, no major additions. Like, yeah, Coleman, right? But I don't know if that's guy, the guy's going to put them over the top. Like, what do you think of this Flames team? Yeah, they're uh they're a true wild card in this one and I and I've picked uh Vancouver to be better than them on my podcast. Uh I mean Markstrom's legit. He needs to bounce back. He can't play like he did last year. Can he do it? I think he's gonna be I think if this team does well, it's gonna be on the back of Markstrom, but top six good, bottom six it's okay. A lot of yeah, Lucic, Brett Ritchie, Trevor Lewis, Glenn God and like uh, just okay. And then I'm worried about their defense. I think all these guys are legit NHL defensemen, but they don't, I don't think they have a true number one or a number two because Hannafin for me is probably best suited to be a three. Same with Rasmus Anderson, who are their top two. Yeah. Then Chris Tanev is solid, but he's, he's probably a second pairing guy. Zadorov. I mean, on a really good team, he's probably on your third pair. And then you got Juso Valamaki, who's a young guy who I like. So yeah. there's hope there. And then, I'm just looking on daily face off and they have Eric Branson. Like, come on. Like, that's a uh, guy you target, I think. 
Oh, one hundred out there. McDavid tries one hundred percent. So, and I don't know if Stutter Style is going to wear thin on some of these star players they have there in Calgary because it gets old real fast, right? Um, it's a different time in hockey. So, I don't know, man. I I I have Vancouver. I have Vegas. I have Oilers top three right now. I'm not high on the Kraken like many people are. I think one team that could surprise is the LA Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ducks got off to a good start, but I think they're going to struggle. I think San Jose is going to struggle. So I have Calgary uh, probably somewhere in there, like with those teams. I, I don't know, Connor. Like I said, it's a wild card. Yeah. like Part of me, like, like unlike you, I, I think I've got Edmonton and Vegas battling off at the top of Vancouver third. But Calgary, like maybe they suck, but maybe maybe Sutter just gets them to play like kind of a safe, reliable sense of hockey, and they win three one. Like who knows? Maybe, they might have maybe to, that's yeah. the case. I don't know. And you talk about the kind of Sutter style wearing on someone. I I heard uh, Mike Tomlin on the Pat McAfee show, the Steelers coach. Yeah, and he was talking about how he had to adapt because he didn't want to be that old crusty guy. I'm like, I don't think Sutter cares about being that old crusty. Guy. Like he'll be it. He'll. I be love it. him in the league because he gives you great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like last year, I think it was Eric Francis asked the question. He's like, "Geez, these guys don't want us to win." Like I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Like he's a beauty, but yeah, we'll see, man. I they don't play their first games on Saturday. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what kind of lineup they present and what kind of game they present the Edmonton Oilers. I, I mean, Edmonton Oilers can. They've already got a game under their belt. I think they're going to jump uh, jump out a little bit quicker than Calgary. Calgary might feel their way in because yeah. it is their first game. But the games are always great. I can't wait to be there and watch it, and uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I might be wrong on Calgary, but my hopes are not high, man. No, I I think I'm right there with you. Uh, we, we hope Matthew Kachuk keeps it entertaining, doesn't run around. Uh, the Oilers, yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, Zach Cassie and William Legison both skated today. They are on the IR uh, Devin Shore not out there. And how about this? Uh, it was an optional skate. Darnell Nurse, <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl, Evan Bouchard, guys that, you know, contributed all out there. So I love it. They're ready to go, man. You want to win? That's the stuff you got to do. And I know Dave Tippett said today that looks like Cassian will be ready to go Saturday. That's what we like to hear. So which means he'll come off the IR, then you have to put, you have to make a move. So either Shore, yeah. retroactive, or you send McLeod down. Got to think it's Shore. Do you think, or do you think if Shore's ready to? If, I think if Shore's ready, to, if Shore's ready, he's playing. He didn't skate today, so maybe that's just for precaution. But. Maybe it's just like take the day off, yeah. rest it up, and we'll wait and see. It's either Shore or McLeod, so well, one or the other. You know, well, we're gonna find out. We'll we'll <laughs> let you know on the TSN 1260 Don Wheaton on White pregame show yes. six o'clock, no six thirty because it's a Saturday. Uh, Tom Gazzola, myself, Matt Cassie, and Hernan. You'll be back for the postgame show with Tom and. Cass, as soon as that one wraps up, thank you for doing this today. Yeah, of course, man. Great stuff from Hernan Salas of TSN 1260. You can hear him Monday through Friday on the Lowdown with Low Tide alongside Alan Mitchell from 10 a.m. until noon. He's also the co-host of the Don Wheaton on White postgame show with Tom Gazzola, Locked on Oilers podcast, two guys and a goalie. Give him a follow on Twitter at Hernan Demand. We always appreciate Hernan hopping on the other Connor podcast here. And that's going to do it for another edition of this show. Big thank you. To everyone who tuned in today, quick shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN. Also, shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network for the Edmonton Oilers. They are back in action on a Saturday night, taking on the Calgary Flames. It'll be the Flames' first game of the season. That's a team I'm very intrigued by because I have no idea what to expect from the Calgary Flames. They could be a team that struggles. They could be a team that finds a way to win close games. We'll wait and see what happens on Saturday night when they take on the Oilers. Puck drop, 8 o'clock. 
pregame coverage on TSN 1260 starting at 630 with Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, and myself. Should be a fun one. And then once the game wraps up, keep it locked on TSN 1260. Hernan back with Gazzola and Cassian. But big thank you once again to you guys for tuning into the show today. Really do appreciate it. I'm Connor Halley. Give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.